your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So we can now continue our Hangul Day theme as the UNESCO King Sejong Prize was uh, named in honour of King Sejong, understandably so, uh, for his outstanding contribution to literacy by the creation of the Korean alphabet over 500 years ago. Uh, it was uh, created this prize, though, back in 1989. It consists of two awards for the work of governmental agencies and NGOs who effectively fight on behalf of world literacy. And notably, the prize gives special consideration to the promotion of mother tongue languages in developing countries. One of the laureates' open school program is an alternative educational institute for those who've been deprived of a formal education. And we have a special guest from Sri Lanka's open school program in the studio with us here. Senior lecturer Rashika Balasuriya is uh, right next to me. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you very much. Good morning. So can you tell us a bit more about what this open school program's all about and how it started? Actually, uh, before I give you a brief introduction about the open school, I have to mention two, three names first. Okay. Uh, that's uh, Professor Gunapala Nanaikara, who is the Director General of Open school, uh, National Institute of Education. Always he gives his op opinion to us to uh, make this open school well. And there is another person called Ms. Sanat Pujita. He's also the same. And Dr. Nanda Vanyarachi was the founder of this open school program. And Mr. S. Dune Singh is also another senior lecturer. He is conducting Tamil medium open school programs. And I am conducting in single medium programs. Now, actually, I want to give you a brief introduction about the open school program. Yeah, please do. Open school program is created for the illiteracy people in Sri Lanka because of in our generation, there are a lot of illiteracy people in uh, Sri Lanka because of they couldn't go to school at proper time. Some of them are school dropouts. Some of them, they couldn't go to school because of there we had the un unmeaningless uh, war in Sri Lanka nearly 30 years. Now they are adults. Now they can't go to the formal education school because of their overage. Therefore, if they want to learn literacy, they can join with the open school regional study centers and they can follow us. Then there is another group, they are school leavers because of there are so many different kinds of uh, variables. Mm. They are faced to school dropouts. Uh, the main part is the poverty. Because of the, some people are suffering from poverty, they can't go to school because of they are unable to get their textbooks, uniforms and all that. Uh, so uh, that's, uh, those people also who can come to the open school, we can teach them. Over the 15 years old people in Sri Lanka, if they want to learn literacy from us, uh, they can join with us because of if they, they, they don't know how to make literacy, they can't do anything. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's why Open School created for the illiteracy people in Sri Lanka. That's the brief introduction of Open School. Yeah, I, I gave um, an introduction before about the UNESCO King Sejong Prize, and it seems particularly fitting because obviously Hangul opened up literacy to the Korean people as well over the last few hundred years. Are there um, some further principles of this program, though, that you'd like to share with us? Yeah. Uh, the open school people always follows three principles. The first principle is the motivation theory we should have to use for the our uh, learners. And learning theory and martial arts need theory, we are using those principles to our open school matters. According to those principles, uh, we are uh, writing so many textbooks for the our learners. Mm. Uh, and actually, there are uh, three main nations living in Sri Lanka, the Sinhala people, Tamil people, and Muslim people. Under the open school uh, uh, sector, we should have to make three, uh, two kinds of modules. That means Sinhala medium modules for the Sinhala people, Tamil medium modules for the Tamil learners. So they can learn their uh, language, uh, in open school matters. Uh, there is another language, English language, that's a coordinating language. So we are using three principles to make our modules, textbooks, and CDs and cassettes. Then we use in those uh, three things and they learn well. Yeah, that certainly makes things a bit more challenging, doesn't it, when you have different languages to have to approach the students in, um, but maybe even more rewarding. Can you share with us maybe one or more very successful, inspiring cases that have come out of your program? Yeah. Actually, that's a very good question. Actually, I went to, in one centre, uh, Haputale. When I went there, there was a, I saw a 54 years old gentleman. Right. Okay. He also came to that interview. Then I asked one question from that person. Why are you coming to this center? At that time, he told me, Sir, I can't read even one bus board. I can't read even paper articles. Uh, then I can't fill post office application forms. Even I can't put my signature because of I am fully illiteracy person. Now his, his age is 54. Can you remember? So... I ask him, I actually I appreciate about his words. Then I calm and quietly, quietly said to him, you better come to the, our classes Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, then you better start your literacy program. There are three levels. Uh, when you start from the beginning, how to identify the alphabet. And he's a Tamil person. Then I gave instructions. First of all, you better try to identify your alphabet. Then step by step, you can make two, three sentences. Then one paragraph. Then something like that. Essays. They like that way. They can increase mm. his ability. And one day you can read bus board and you can fill the application forms. Like that. So that's a very experienced uh, event for my life. And must have been very rewarding for you as well. There's no age then that, that uh, is beyond your program. And it's not just about career advancement um, or, or hope of getting a job 
yes, somewhere else actually. in the world or within that country. It's also about living a basic life, doing the things that most of us take for granted, yeah. like reading signs. Yeah. I, I can't imagine how challenging it is to, yeah. to, to take a... Actually, that's yeah. a very big challenge for us because of, you know, in Sri Lanka have two main uh, sectors. There's a formal education sector and informal education sector. Mm. Usually, sir, formal education sector under the National Institute of Education, the formal education sector trade to well-educated literacy people. Mm. But... When we consider about the informal sector, we are treating at about the illiteracy people. Yes. That's a very big challenge because of when we do our things to the illiteracy people, they are all the students are in the same age. We can teach very easily. In our school, there are different age people, different age learners. So it's very difficult to teach them because of the different age, different levels. So that's the main challenge we have. Yeah, I mean, Hangul was created to be a, a simple writing system that anybody can learn. Do you, are, are the writing systems of Sri Lanka a bit more complicated to no, teach? No, actually, Sri Lankan uh, writing system is very easy. Alphabet is also can understand very easily. Not like Japan, not like Korea. When we consider about Japan and Korean alphabet, Sri Lankan alphabet is easier than those two countries. You think so? Okay. Yeah. Well, Korean is a lot easier than Japanese. I mean, this is part of the awareness of Hangul Day today is, is trying to help people understand just how simple Hangul can be. I mean, it, it truly can be learnt in a day. Uh, it's a little bit difficult to us. <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, g give it a go um, because it it becomes, I think, much more simple when, when it's approached in that logical way. Do you have any final message to our listeners or anyone who's interested in taking your program to another developing country that's not Sri Lanka? Yeah. There are, my idea is this. Now, if uh, you know, in India, they have a lot of open schools, Indian, under the Indian government. Mm. Same as you, uh, there are a lot of developing countries in the world, those developing countries has a lot of illiteracy people. Mm. So if they want to make our open school system, first of all, they want to understand illiteracy people's knowledge. Therefore, they, if they want to understand, they can do a need survey like us. When we go to the regional study centers, we give a need survey application form, then we gain a lot of information about the, their education level. Then we make uh, so many textbooks and modules for according to the, their knowledge. Then we, we will start our lessons up to their knowledge, then step by step we can increase their mm. knowledge to the higher standards. In Sri Lanka, we have three levels, foundation level, secondary level, something like that way. When they pass the foundation level, they can go to the secondary level. They, when they pass the secondary level, they can go to the tertiary level. Then finally, they can face to the government, GCE, O-level examination like that way. At the same as foreign countries is also do the same methodology like us, then they can literate their people nicely. So it's a step-by-step -step approach. Thank you so much, Rasika Balasuriya. Pleasure to have you in the studio. Thank you very much, sir. We've been hearing the voice there of 
a senior lecturer of Sri Lanka's open school program. Maybe you've been inspired. Maybe you'd like to get in touch with us and have your say. You can email us at efmthismorning at gmail.com.